Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready to jump in? Today, we're privileged to talk with my friend and guest, Asti Eckley. In this episode, we'll hear how Asti made some powerful life changes recently, hear why we should consider watercolor painting for fun, and we'll celebrate two awesome mom wins from a listener. This is episode 68. Here we go. Well, thank you, Asti, for being with me again today. It's always so fun to have you. Um, So thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. So, Asti, could you just introduce yourself and just share just about your kids and... um, husband and maybe some fun highlights from Christmas and New Year's this this past year? Yeah, that would be awesome. So my name is Asti Eckley and I am a wife. I'm married to Justin and we have four little girls and they're all under seven. We have a seven-year-old and then we have twin five-and-a-half-year-olds and a little girl who is two-and-a-half. So <laughs> Our house is super busy, (laughs) um, loud, and always a mess. I feel like all I do is clean. But, um, yeah, it's super great. And I just recently, which we're going to talk about today on the the podcast, but um, recently made the change to be home with them more full-time. So that's been a huge blessing. And so our Christmas this year, we, Justin and I, really prayed about trying to be more intentional. So a couple things that we did um, were we had the girls, they each got a little budget to spend on each other and which is my bumblebee moment as well for you that we will <laughs> talk about at the end. But um, they, we had them the, the day they gave. So we had a morning where they got to give each other the gifts. I just, I wanted to, you know, I feel like with four sisters, there's a lot of arguing, a lot of, there's a lot of love, but there's a lot of fighting and I'm sure it's just going to get crazier, but I wanted them to speak life into each other. So we had a a person that was handing the gift to their sister would share first something they saw like a gifting or a talent they saw in their sister. And so, um, it's at one point, like I was in tears, it was so sweet and just so cool to see them just tender with each other. And then, you know, and then me and Justin had to do it too. And then they just thought that was so cute and fun. And so, yeah, so to some people that might not be anything big, but to us, just taking that time to slow down and hear their little hearts for each other was really important. And I think it reminded them also the importance of like, I'm giving you a gift, but more what I see in you is more what matters, you know? So yeah, yeah, so we were able to do that. And we tried to be intentional even with New Year's with that as well. Having, talking with them, we had just had New Year's at home as a family and had dinner and talking to them about, you know, what we saw in them and what they see in us and what we think that they could, you know, grow in coming into this new year. So trying to be intentional. Mm-hmm. through all the wild chaos. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys get to go anywhere fun or see family or anything like that? Yeah, we did. Yep. We got to go to my mom's this year, which was super fun. A lot of cousins. <laughs> uh, my sister announced that she's pregnant. So Ooh. that was super fun. I posted about that on Instagram and in her story, it's been really hard. They've, they've had a, she's pretty open about it. So I feel like it's okay sharing, but they've had a hard time getting pregnant with this second baby. And so it was just, it was, such a sweet, I know it's just really sweet to be able to, that God kind of redeemed that by giving her, I just thought the simpleness of the gift of being able to share with family on Christmas morning just felt really special. So it's yeah. really sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. 
yeah, we kind of laid low this year as well, just hung out with family and it was really good. It's yeah. so easy to get swept up in like how many amazing toy- mm. toys can I buy for my kids? <laughs> it's like, yeah, but I love that you sat down and were intentional and just taking those moments. It's something it's something they'll probably remember. I mean, especially as they get older and keep doing things like that. That is such a valuable thing to do as a family. It keeps your perspective. Yeah. So I love that. New for us. It's been surviving the last like five years has been like, just how do we survive? And now we're trying to be more intentional. So yeah, it hasn't always been like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just dive into this week's topic, which is obedience bringing rest. So could you just kind of break it down for us, like the recent big changes you've made in your life and what prompted that? Maybe just walk us through your story the past few months. Yeah. So um, I'll back up actually. About a year ago, I stepped into, I started to make the change of not booking as much hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so I've done for 15 years, hair and makeup for weddings. And there was a day where I had met with a friend about essential oils, Young Living essential mm-hmm. oils. And then on that same day, I met with a mentor that I value her opinion, like right up there next to my husband. And, um, <laughs> so I had talked to her about, you know, where do you see me? And do you see me in ministry in my future? Like, are you, and she was, her responses were incredibly encouraging and positive. And she was like, let's get you some mentors. I want to introduce you to some people. So I left that meeting really feeling like God kind of used her to speak into my life and mm-hmm. to kind of start to plant these desires of ministry in the future. Um, but what I do as I go do this with the classic, I kind of felt like, um, I just kind of ran the other way. So, mm. so it was like, I was like, okay, Lord, that sounds great. But I think I'm also going to, at the same time, build this essential oil business. Cause I've always been a businesswoman. I'm like, I can do this, you know, I, you know, I'm doing it. And I <laughs> love the product. So I was like, let's do this. So fast forward about eight months in, I just felt like, and I'm sure people have felt this, that gnawingness in my gut that something just didn't feel right. I just didn't feel like I was doing what I was supposed to. And so I started to begin the prayer process and talking to my, with my husband and, and a couple things happened. I, I went to a, a mentor that I really um, also value her opinion very, very highly. And in that day at her house, we had this just really incredible, incredible day. She actually anointed me with oil. I had never had that happen before. And she just felt that the Holy Spirit made it very clear. And I was crying and, you know, it was very, very tender, a day I'll never forget for the rest of my life. And so towards the end, I just, I almost felt like I couldn't keep it in. I just said to her, you know, I feel like I've, I'm maybe supposed to not be doing essential oils. And I feel like God is really calling me to being home and mm-hmm. in a season of getting to know him and his word and, and then whatever he has for ministry in the future. And she just kind of smiled and um, like she does. And <laughs> we talked a little bit more. And then before I was leaving, she said, I just, I feel like I cannot let you leave without giving you the scriptures out of the gospels about, you know, the rich man and how Jesus asked him to sell his stuff and follow him. And he walked away sad. And and it was immediately in that moment I knew, I knew mm. exactly what that meant. But of course my flesh was like, oh, okay, thank you, Kelly. I will pray about that. I'm going to take that, you know. Okay. Uh-huh. So about a month later I go and this whole month I am just, even though deep in my gut, I know I'm still doing due diligence. I'm praying about it and praying about it. Are you sure, Lord, is this really what you're calling? And, and through that, I actually felt like it was even to the extent that he was asking me not only to, not only to like 
be done, but actually anyone that's familiar with, you know, the way direct sales work, like actually removing my downline, completely giving that to my business partner. So so it was a huge deal, right? I was like, oh my gosh, I've worked really hard. And I I had worked really hard the last year to really build that business. So I was like, are you you kidding me? Like what? You know, like, are you seriously calling me this? So, and I would literally have conversations with him like that. Like, are you kidding? Like really? So about a month after that, I went to a night, um, a really awesome speaker came up to Portland and she spoke and I got to go. And it was so funny towards the end of her, her message, she looks out and she goes, you know, there's just some people, some women in here tonight that need to know that God is saying yes. And you have to understand on the way to that event, I prayed and I was like, Lord, maybe tonight will be just the clarification I need. I said, I go, maybe I just, I feel like I know what you're saying, but like, but I just, I just want to be sure. Yeah. And that woman literally <laughs> says, and I'm in the front row, so I feel like she's looking right at me. She goes, and I know some of you are saying, is that really what you're saying? I just need to be sure. And I'm like, yes, get out of here. <laughs> um, so in that moment, I knew. I knew in that moment it was very clear. Um, and so I said, and then she even said, and you need to say yes now, or you're not going to want to say yes tomorrow when you wake up. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so I was like, okay, yes. So then she asked us if this resonated with you, I would like you to come up and make a prayer from the women in the front. Well, I go up, I felt like God was like women in the blue. And I'm this person, I don't go up and get prayer. I'm like, no, no, we're good. You know, I'm very self-sufficient. But I knew he was humbling me in that moment of like, no, you need to come get prayer. So I walked up and felt like he said, woman in the blue. I go, okay, woman in the blue. I go over to woman in the blue. I tell her what's going on. I'm like crying. There's like, snot. I mean, it's not cute. And <laughs> she says, oh, sweet, you know, daughter, she just had the most tender things to say. And what does she pull out of her pocket? A bottle of oil. And so at this point, I'm like, and she asked to anoint me. And I'm like, okay, what with the oil? Like, what is going on? You know? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm literally, I'm like halfway through tears and I'm looking at her and I'm like, I say, okay, what's with the oil? Is the oil like a thing? Is there like a thing around here? Like, and she's like, um, no, I mean, I do it. <laughs> so long story short, you have to understand for me, that was very significant mm. because I had, I've been a Christian for 12 years. I've never had anyone offer, you know, or, or asked to anoint me. I didn't know what that meant. I, you know, I had no idea. So for it to happen within these 21 days of each other and, and God was just so after me, like, I felt like he was just like, it it was truly like a father, like just, he was not, he was relentless. Like he was just Mm -hmm. after me. I mean, even to the point where a week later, after I had made the decision, I told my business partner, I mean, we were, I was like, this is what's happening. Our pastor at church speaks that the whole message is out of that gospel scripture that Kelly had told me oh. in the very beginning. And oh I'm my like, word. Okay. I get it. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so anyway, so that was, that was the long story of um, just the beginning of obedience and, and yeah. So now I'm, I'm home pretty much full time with the girls. It's been just been amazing. Also hard. I feel like in that decision, God has begun to do some really heavy heart work in me. Like anytime he calls us into a new season, there's, there's stuff awaiting, right? There's mm-hmm. stuff he's got planned to do in us. And so that's been hard. He's working out things inside of me that, that he wants to see change, I believe. So mm-hmm. what would you say has been the kind of the hardest part, just along the lines of what you were leading into just now, like about obeying and trusting and taking those steps? Because that had to be a little nerve wracking. And like you said, you needed about 50 confirmations. <laughs> like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. what was the hardest part about taking these steps of obedience? I think for me, it's that the whole achiever thing. I think for me, I've, I'm self-made. I've, my dad, you know, taught me you work hard, you show up for work, you know, and so I've always 
taking care of myself. So even getting married and becoming a Christian and this idea of my husband has always supported me staying home and financially always been something that we could have done, but it, I chose not to because yeah. I just was like, no, I can't let a man take care of me. You know, very much that like independent yeah. woman. And so for me, that was really hard to finally say like, okay, I'm going to fully rely on the income of my husband. I'm going to finally give into the fact that being a mom is hard. <laughs> I've yeah. always been the like, whatever, it's fine. I can Proverbs 31 woman, man. I can be a mom. I can be a businesswoman. I can work at ministry. I can do all these things. And what I started to feel was that you can't actually. And, and the more things you do, the less good you do each thing, you know? And so I felt like I was really, what's been hard, but also beautiful is stepping into really taking my motherhood serious and loving it. And, and not that I wasn't before, but if I'm being honest, they sometimes got the leftovers. And now remembering that, remembering what's first, what's second, what's third. And, and yeah, it's just, it's been really cool. But the hard work, stepping into ministry, he's really um, digging stuff out in me, yeah. characteristics in me that I've prayed for for years. He's pulling to the surface and we're working through them and, and they're hard. You know, there's things about ourselves that are not awesome. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, so that's been really hard, but awesome. And then, and the other thing he has me doing right now is just reading his, the Bible, like the whole entire Bible. Mm. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, but that's just been unbelievable. So I guess for me to go from this very like driven, yeah. you know, um, achieving personality to say, Oh, I, I'm actually a mom. Now mm-hmm. when people are like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a mom, <laughs> you know, and normally I would have this whole list of things I'm passionate about, but I feel like it's, no, I'm like, I get to be a mom, which is amazing. And I, and I am going to get to not look back and regret that I missed that sweet time with them. And then also just being in his word, like I cannot be in it enough right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just surprised at how much time I don't have to be in yeah. it and I can't believe I was doing all that I was doing before. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah, it totally makes sense. So how have you felt since obeying these nudges and kind of reordering your life? Like if you could touch on specifically how your relationship with your kids has changed and grown and then you and Justin and then you personally, yeah. you know, mental, emotional, spiritual, even physical. So could you start with maybe kids and then we can mm-hmm. go? Yeah. Yeah, I think that anytime you make a big change, you expect this grand firework, beautiful thing to happen. And I, I uh-huh. say that because uh-huh. when I got sober, when I got sober, just uh, four years ago, I got sober from alcohol. Um, and that's a whole other story in itself. I, um, but I made the decision to fully be sober, so not drink at all. And that year after, maybe more like two years, I would have times where I would tell my husband, like, why does it feel so hard? Like I finally obeyed. Like mm. I finally did what he would had been calling me to do for two years and it feels harder. It feels worse. And my husband was like, well, you're, you're actually finally doing the work. You know, mm. you're, you're actually finally, you know, working through the things you've just covered up with alcohol. And I, and I was like, Oh, this is hard. Like, this is frustrating. Like I felt like I obeyed and, and Oh, I'm, I'm obeying and now everything's going to be beautiful and perfect. Well, no, it actually got harder, but now four years into it, I'm actually seeing the fruit of, of that. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think this is similar 
with disobedience too is I thought, oh, this is everything's just going to be grand. And all of a sudden I'm like, why does mothering feel harder now with more time Yes, <laughs> than it did before when I was stretched thin? And I think it's because when you become more intentional, the work is a little bit harder. So before I would just maybe throw a TV show on, you know, while I was getting some emails done or I would, you know, grab a babysitter, you know, whatever I was kind of, I guess a little bit more, like I said, checked out where now being more intentional, you're more involved. So I'm, so I'm in that season right now where I'm learning what it looks like to get our rhythm, our new rhythm. I'm learning what it looks like to say no, mm-hmm. to not go to too many play dates and too many this and too many that. Um, I'm somebody who's adventurous. So I like even just going like hop up to target to just get out of the house. I'm learning like, we don't need anything at target. Let's just stay home today. And and do art or whatever, you know, Yeah. learning to not turn the TV on as much or keeping my phone out of their sight, you know, that, that type of stuff. So with the kids, it's affected them really beautifully. They love it. I mean, they're little, but they haven't like specifically said, mom, we love that you're home more, but I, right. I can see in, in them that they love it. And I think my husband is probably the most excited because he knows that this is what God's been calling me to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just kind of learning a new groove and I, I would be lying if I didn't say I feel a little insecure and mm-hmm. I feel a little vulnerable and I feel like I don't have a purpose and I feel like I'm not doing, you know, I'm the, I'm the if gathering girl. Like I want to go start an if gathering, you know what I yes. mean? Like I want to <laughs> let's go. Like, um, and so for me, building my into my children and reading the Bible, I know in my heart that is more important than anything I can else I could be doing. But it's it's hard for a personality like mine to to really, really see that. So that's what I'm trying to trying to find. Yeah, no, that's so good. Have you noticed emotionally, even though it's been hard, have you felt a lightness or has it been a little bit totally that kind of yes. effect on you too? I've wondered about that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, you know, just getting up a little bit earlier and feeling like we can, yeah, we can rest. Like it doesn't, and I do feel like I'm still in that transition. Like I said, that transition period of learning what it looks like, but, but I also feel really hopeful. Like I'm really um, looking to the future. I have hope for like the future of, of how this is going to continue to look in our home. Yeah. Yeah. I love how in Proverbs 424, it says, ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. And that's King James because it's more flowery. But I just, I was mm. digging into what that meant for our conversation today. And it literally means in the original language, it's wise to evaluate the path you're on, like you did, Osti, and weigh things, mm-hmm. consider things, consider the rut you're in, because the, the path can mean rut and way like a wagon wheel in a rut. And just consider mm. how you're rolling along every day, you know, like a wheel in the trench and make sure you're doing what God wants you to do and then let your way and your path be established, meaning no more worrying, you're firm and secure. So I just thought that was such a beautiful that. picture of what you're experiencing and what you're stepping into right now. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. And I think too, like, it's so easy for all of us to go on autopilot or like, this is what I've always done. And this is, this feels okay. Mm -hmm. I can handle this. Like, we don't know. Sometimes we get a little off on 
off track about what level of busyness is acceptable to in God's sight for us right now in each season. And it's like, I used to always introduce myself by all my titles and I was so like Me too. confident in Me my too. education and this and that. And yeah. being a mom has rocked my world so much. I'm now like, ah, you know, like, wow, it's mm-hmm. just so humbling. But I love that we're journeying in motherhood and learning what it means to just be confident and firm and secure in our identity in God and then not having to put titles and a bunch of things to feel like we're worth yeah. something, you know, in his sight. Well, that that's funny you say that. That was even like interesting when with my Instagram, you know, I, I would go into that bio section a hundred times and be like, wife, mom, uh, Bible teacher. No, I can't quite say that yet. I'm not so confident enough for, right. um, Jesus, you know, I'm like, I'm like, what does it say? What? And I, I realized I had a second where I was like, and I did a post on this where, wow, I'm like finding my worth and my identity in what I'm putting in this bio section of Instagram. Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. And so I really yeah. felt like God, you know, had laid it on my heart to just find my identity in him. So, so on my Instagram, it actually says, you know, daughter of the king and wife and, and mom. And in my home, I have a letter board that just says daughter, wife, and mom, because we, we get so obsessed with these callings and like, what does God have for us and all these things when our call is to love God and to love people. And so yeah. for me, I know that right now my call is to love God, to know his word, to love my husband and to love my children. And I know that sounds really like flowery and awesome. And I don't, I don't want anyone listening to um, misunderstand me to think that I have it all figured out because I really don't. But, and, and really it's taken me 35 <laughs> years to get here, but yeah. I'll, what I can say is I am not willing to settle anymore. I am not willing to settle, meaning I was doing too much, too busy, too stressed all the time, too tired all the time. Um, and I, I can't, I just cannot live that way anymore. And yeah. giving my Young Living business over and taking a step back from, you know, hair and makeup and, and having only a couple of other little things, you know, very, very low it's, it's so refreshing. It's, it's amazing. And, and like my babies, they're growing up. Our babies are growing up so fast. Like I cannot believe my, my baby is going to be three in May. Like I, I just, I can't remember on that. And, and I'm not willing to settle and, and look back when they're in college. And I was so concerned about my own giftings and my own desires and my own this and that, that I missed it. And really, what is the biggest gift we have? We are literally raising little, like people, like yeah. humans, like people, like, I don't know why that's so under celebrated, or I don't know if that's even the right word, but undervalued, like these are, we are literally raising, I actually saw a quote the other day, it was like, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. I think it's Mother Teresa, maybe I can't, I put it on my story. But seriously, though, there's no truer statement than that. Um, but I think it just, for some of us, it, it you know, it's it maybe takes a while to get to that point, but I, I have to be honest. I feel like I won the lottery and I want to shout from the rooftops. Like I want to shout from the yeah. rooftops to people, to mothers, to women, not even just mothers, to women, love the Lord, like be in his word, like every second you can, I don't say every day, cause I know there are days, but every second you can and love your family. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I feel like he's doing a, 
he's working me over. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Hard. And every obstacle or distraction that comes in our way in loving our kids and our families well is to be noted. You know, like that's something to pay attention to. Yeah. Like it says, consider your way. And it's good to evaluate because it's subtle. It's so subtle. Um, yeah. So could you just describe your favorite way to start each day now? Like walk us through like you did basically on Instagram the other day and compare even the difference between how you used to start each day and then now how you begin each day and kind of the logistics of it for people to be encouraged and to consider doing this too. Yeah. Well, I was the classic, you know, when phones came out and really popular, you know, I would take my phone to bed, right? And you'd, you'd lay in bed until 1130. You'd all of a sudden, you look at the clock, you're like, oh, it's 1130. I've been on Instagram for however long, right? <laughs> um, just feeling, it just started to feel like, honestly, physically, like making me feel sick. Like I was like, what am I, what am I doing? Um, and so what would happen with that is the first thing you'd do in the morning is you'd wake up and you'd reach up and grab your phone and look at your phone. Um, and I don't know very many people that are opening it up and going to the Bible app. I guess. <laughs> so, so something I started doing actually quite a while ago is leaving my phone downstairs and charging in the kitchen. Mm. And that's been a huge blessing. And so, so I, I've been in the rhythm of getting up early for about a year and a half or so. Summer times are harder, obviously Christmas break is harder when everyone's wanting to kind of sleep in, but but yeah, so now my phone is in the kitchen. I have a, and people, this is my favorite. People are like, oh, well, I, I take mine to bed because I need an alarm. I need my alarm. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know what? They still sell alarm clocks. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and actually my mother-in-law just got me one for Christmas that is like so weed. It like, it um, shows the time on the ceiling. It literally projects oh, that's awesome. the time onto the ceiling. <laughs> I'm like, it's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, so I, so I try to get up. I'm actually, I feel crazy, but I think I'm going to push my time back even more a little bit just because my kids get up early too. So I get up and something I talked about on Instagram is I come downstairs and for me, I do not make coffee because what happens for somebody like me who struggles a little bit with OCD, I, I, and, and I'm not, just, I'm not taking it lightly. I'm not actually like making a joke. I really truly do. Um, and mm -hmm. so when I come down and I, if I look around and I see that if I start making coffee, the next thing I know I'm making, I'm cleaning dishes or I'm sweeping the floor. And then, you know, half an hour has gone by and I sit down for 10 minutes and who do I hear but a little one up. So, so my new discipline is I come downstairs and I literally walk directly to my couch, which I set my stuff up the night before. It just kind of stays right there. Or I go into my office. I've done some office time more recently to get a little more serious about my studying, but and I sit right down and I spend as long as I can until the kids wake up. And then I get up when they uh, get up, meaning off the couch and yeah. <laughs> make my tea or my breakfast or whatever. And, and there's also something kind of symbolic about that that I like. I like that the very first thing I'm having in my body, like, is the word. And, and that's been kind of special to me. So, um, but the biggest thing with that, uh, oh, and then I don't bring my phone to quiet time. So that phone stays on that charger until I'm done. Mm -hmm. But if you want to dig in more, because there are amazing, obviously, you know, resources online. I just wait till the end. I put a couple of my questions and then I grab my laptop. And even the laptop is better than the phone because you mm -hmm. can't really get as distracted and yeah. jump on there and research some of my blue letter Bible stuff I like to do. And, um, but the biggest thing is if you want to get up early in the morning, you do have to go to bed at night. You, you just, you have to go to bed earlier. And I think that's something that we could talk about too, is just I know that that's been something in the church that's very, you know, can be considered legalistic, this idea of getting up early in the morning. But I have to be totally honest. I've been in a lot of different seasons of life and there is nothing, nothing that 
I feel has been more life-giving than having my quiet times in the morning. There is just something beautiful about the early morning when like the world is quiet. It's a new beginning. It's a fresh day. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I have a mentor, Dixie, she is awesome. And she always says, you know, there's something that happens at four that doesn't happen at five. And there's something that happens at five that doesn't happen at six. And so just this idea of like, just that sweet, sweet early time. And it's in the Bible, right? Yeah. Got up early. And so, yeah, so I don't want to sound legalistic ever in that, in that way, but I will say that I would agree that the morning there's something different, especially if you're a mom, especially if you're a mom, because yeah. those you know, those early mornings, you're, you're meeting with God, the person that we need to be able to get through those days before our children. And for me, like if I've tried to do quiet time when they're awake and, and, and I'm in the Bible with them when, when we're doing it together, that's one thing. But when I try to have my own time mm-hmm. and they're awake, I'm just mad. I'm just annoyed. I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> and then if I wait till nighttime, I'm tired. And, and really I'm a, a huge um, supporter of marriage. And I feel like when your spouse comes home at night, yeah. you know, that time is really sacred too. So, so I'm a huge encourager of morning time, wake up, um, uh, quiet time in the morning for those reasons. So, yeah, no, me too. I, oh, it's so good. I, I have been tearing up through half our conversation, but I have mm. been convicted lately about, um, similar things as you. And I just wanted to share this really quick, um, because I think it will yeah. be relevant to what we're saying, but I had this conviction about, um, I've been feeling good about early mornings, but then like you say, sometimes in the daytime in general, I'm just, it's, phones are just addictive. That's just the, there's no other way around it. It's Mm -hmm. just difficult to set good limits. We always talk about it, but it's really hard. So I did this experiment and this was very recent, like when we're recording this, just recent. I didn't get on my phone at all from about 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Feeling very convicted. I mean, just very convicted about certain things in my own life. So that's my caveat here. But I was shocked at the difference. I mean, dramatic difference in my heart, in my mind, in mm. my parenting. So mm-hmm. it's it's just so powerful to make a change where you start the day with God and then you are listening to those nudges and like when you obey something you feel like mm-hmm. you're supposed to do, it's incredible. So I, this is what happened for me. My creativity just soared as a mom. Like a lot of times I so cool. bop in and out of social media and I get so disheartened or distracted. I see so many mm. ideas, so many things, so many, it seems like everyone's diamond ring is bigger than yours. And like everything is like just so much better. And you forget the incredible blessings staring at you in the face in your own home with your own yeah. kids. So anyways, I had this like, I should do some rice in a, in a little container for my little boy and let him room around his new Christmas toys that he got like little trucks mm-hmm. and tractors. I did that. It's like he played for it for uh, like for hours. It's like God rewarded mm-hmm. that obedience so much. It was in it was crazy. The difference in my heart. I felt joy. I felt so much more contentment. So anyways, what have you noticed about as you've obeyed these nudges from God to to get back to basics and to simplify your life and to give him the mornings? Like what have you noticed with your creativity and clarity of mind? I just wondered if that had impacted you the way it it did with me the other day. Just so it was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's exactly a point we're going to talk about. It is one of the things God's um, randomly brought to me is watercoloring. And mm. the funny thing is you have to understand I'm an artist, right? So I've always done artistry in some form, hair, makeup. I did headpiece 
stuff for bright, you know, bridal headpieces. I've always been drawn. I used to draw my daughters. Um, I would put in her lunchbox. I posted about it. People probably thought I was crazy. I was probably that mom you hated because you're like, oh, how great do you have time to do that? But, I would, but it, for me, it was a hobby. So I would draw her movie characters. And I, and I remember like feeling like, wow, these are actually kind of good, you know, and like, yeah, whatever. But um, so, so I've always been artistic. So when God has called me to this, this to the Bible and to home and, and I felt a little uneasy with, with that part of it because I was like, oh my gosh, but I love to create. And I, and I've always had a love for drawing and painting. I just have never felt good at it. And so I just, you know, kind of felt like, yeah, I'm not going to try if I'm not good, which is something I'm working on. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because my dad has muscular dystrophy and he um, is retired now because of that. And he's home and he has this love um, for hummingbirds. And so, mm. you know, my dad, I love him so much. And so um, I love how much those hummingbirds bring him joy. And so, um, sorry, I get emotional about my dad, but uh, praying about, you know, just what gifts to give him for Christmas. I felt like God was like, you could paint him a bird. And I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Okay. I haven't painted in years, but okay. So I went to Michael's and I just got this cheap little watercolor palette. Literally, it was like $5 and I was playing around. And, and then I did this bird and I was like, oh, this is kind of pretty. And so then it was interesting. And this is going to tie back into social media, but, um, during that bird and, and I did a deer for my brother, something came alive in me where I was like, Oh my gosh, I love this. I love this. Like, like just, I loved it. It just, I can't even explain it. Like it just, I, I was thinking about, it. I couldn't wait to do it again. And, um, and my bird and my deer to me were good. They were beautiful. I loved them. And then what was funny is I did a couple videos on my Instagram doing, I did like a raccoon and I did an elephant and then I found something in me switched where I was like, well, if I'm going to post it, it's got to be like perfect and mm-hmm. I better go get good stuff. And blah, blah, blah. and all of a sudden I had this heart change where I started to care about what people thought of it. And I, oh, I just, it killed me. You know, I was like, what am I doing? Like it was good enough for me. Why am I all of a sudden needing it to look? And I think we do that with a lot of areas, right? With that, we like, they've got to put the perfect picture up and we need to put the which is why social media is such a lie. And so my, my mentor, Kelly, I was talking about earlier, has really been encouraging me because she, she loves this gifting in me of water, this, this art, this watercolor. And she believes it's going to be a part of my future in, in some way, a part of my, my ministry. And so she's been encouraging me to not think that way. And she always, you know, she's got such a beautiful heart of pointing people to Jesus because it's like, it's not about you. It's about Jesus. It's about God. It's about, can that art, can that, painting can that stuff can that bring people back to the Lord so I know that was a long way to answer that question but but it is interesting how social media plays a part into what how we view ourselves how we be how we view our artwork how we view our homes how we view our you know our marriages all of it it's really just I'm kind of on a hiatus with it right now though yeah (laughs) yeah no it's so good it's just I think it's like you said just paying attention and following those nudges from the Lord in a direction mm-hmm. and noticing when you feel that fleshly kind of, I'm caring more about what this looks like. Yeah. Or I'm, you know, you alert, just being more alert to that ickiness in all of us because yeah. it's in all of us. Yeah. I mean, no one is yeah. immune from this. When we ruin the blessing, like the blessing is that God has, and I, I don't think I'm some fabulous artist. I'm not, you know, trying to say that, but he has gifted me in the area of, artistic, you know, and I see it in my daughter too. And, and this is this beautiful gifting that he's given me to, to somehow 
point people to Jesus and I'm going to ruin it Mm -hmm. by being that way, you know? And so, yeah, I just, I always want to be in tune to the spirit of these, in these little areas of my life. Yeah. And I love, I've just been noticing too, as we've talked and as I've seen just pictures from over the holidays, how you were really intentional with your kids about encouraging art in them and watching movies together or, you know, just doing Mm -hmm. things with them instead of everybody's off in their own corner, not really doing life together. And I I just, I think this is all the fruit of your early morning times with God and feeling like, okay, just walking in obedience. So I'm just really, well, I'm just really proud of you as my friend for for doing this and making these choices. Yeah. And even I, I've talked to you about this before. Like I for sure like a pretty aesthetic on Instagram. I mean, I think as much as I talk about how passionate I am about social media and, and healthy boundaries, you know, I am an artist. So if you go to my account, I do kind of somewhat keep an aesthetic that that flows and um but again even that that's also you know I want to those giftings that God has given me I want to use for his glory so it's not about because I want my life to look a certain way it's that I really enjoy um that aesthetically pleasing you know artistic um those I want to I want to be thankful for those things inside of me and 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 I always want to have you know even though the picture is you know pretty or whatever but a very honest and truthful Mm -hmm. heart you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. writing to always either point someone to the Lord or help somebody feel like there's hope in that and that they're not the only person and that they're not alone in that and I hope that my feed always um, comes across that way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And not that I have it all figured out, you know? Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so thank, thank you for that compliment. That means a lot. Yeah. No, I just thought we could kind of highlight three main takeaways. And I'm sure there's a lot more that I'm praying that mm. people really can hear and receive from today before we transition. But I... Yeah, I just wanted to highlight three of them. So the first one is just remembering the importance of knowing that God speaks and is in control of your life. And your story shows, again, that he speaks through his word and his people. Like he will confirm his word. He's not going to make it a mystery or something that's so difficult to find out or... You know, I mean, that right. the, the speaker where you were right in the front row and all these things, it was mm-hmm. just like, you know, he doesn't want to make this difficult in the sense of hard to find. And I love that. Yeah, we have to play a part in that, too. Like, you know, if you want mentorship, you have to seek out mentorship. And if you want if you want to know who he is, you have to be in the Bible. You know, it's like yeah. we do get to play a part. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the second one was just trusting the seasons that don't feel radiant. And you use the word explosively big when we were talking earlier, like <laughs> just the ones that are just like, you know, they're not... I don't know, stunning or, you know, sometimes the seasons of waiting and quiet and meditating on his word mm-hmm. are going to minister to you so richly and deeply as mm-hmm. you are, as you're just going through that season and we don't get to live on the mountaintop. And I know that's like a super yeah. cliche thing to say, but we we have to be empowered for the valley because every day is mostly lived in that valley where it's not always glamorous. Mm-hmm. It's like if I have to clean up one more spill off the floor, like it, you know, those days where like this is so literally messy and figuratively messy, just being a mom, it's so challenging and it digs up all the stuff in you that needs to get out. But I'm just trusting that season. That's the preparation time. Yeah. You know, like you think of David and you think of people in the Bible, like those, those time, that time, and we don't know how long it is. That's our, that's our preparation. That Mm -hmm. is, that is what's going to set us you know, up for like what you said, the, the, the lows and the highs, you know? Yeah. 
And the last thing I think that sticks out to me about your story right now is the power of being in the word, just the value of those mm. early mornings and, and, um, prioritizing time with God first. And, um, I love, I love those tips that you gave too. There are a lot of distractions, so we have to be more mindful than ever before in our day and mm-hmm. age that we live in of how to do this more successfully. So I thought we could transition a little bit into talking about some favorite things and maybe a fun moment with your kids and things. So the first one is just a little segment we always do about favorite things. So is there anything you are just loving right now? It can be like a product or a food item or a clothing item or anything like that that you're just really into in this time? Yeah, I have a couple. Well, you know, that's me. I'm, yeah. like, a, I'm like a consumer. <laughs> I'm terrible. I need self-control. <laughs> um, well, okay. So watercoloring, obviously, is like I'm... I'm finding myself a little crazy. I want to like, you know, yeah, do that. <laughs> Opening up my home, I'm going to actually host a, a, like a women's dinner at the end of the month. I wanted to do like a fun. So just, I feel like God gave me the word gather this year, gather. And, and so I just, I don't know, I really want to start having that. And then uh, clothing wise, I got handed down like five pairs of authentic vintage Levi's from my husband's grandfather. <gasps> and I just <gasps> fit into them oh, because I had amazing. a baby two years ago. And that's been really fun. So I wear them like every other day. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so yeah. So I've just been like in this, I don't know, this new season is beautiful and fun. And yeah, so that's what, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. My favorite things. I love that. I'm still loving my Madewell jeans that you helped me discover. Oh, and then there's those too. Yeah. Those are like, I'm going on a date, I'm rocking these. My, my Levi's are like every day. Right. I wear mom mode, mom mode jeans. Oh, yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. So our kids can be really funny and just random. Just random things can happen at home. So we call them bumblebee moments. And it's because when my six-year-old was younger, she could not say bumblebee. It was so cute. Now she can say it just fine. (laughs) And I'm kind of (laughs) sad. But anyways, so Asti, what is a moment you've had recently that is just something that helped you laugh? Yeah, this one was kind of sweet. We, uh, when I talked about earlier, the girls got to each have their little budget to get each other a gift, you know? Yeah. How that actually kind of started, which was cool, is we went to, we love the Dollar Tree. I know it's horrible, but um, we love it. And so they each had been given $5 from their, from their grandpa, I think. And so I really want to help teach my kids to be generous. And I think one of the problems is you can't tell them to be, it needs to be a choice of their own. So when we went to the store, I said to them, I was like, Hey, you guys, so you each have $5. And this wasn't with Charlotte, Charlotte's two. So I, I told them you could just make her something, you know, I said, so you each have $5. I think what would be a great idea this year is that out of your own money, you guys buy each other's gift. And I'm like seeing them all, they're all just like processing it, you know? And <laughs> so I say, but it's your choice. You don't have to, if you don't want to, it's your choice. And so it was so funny because um, my oldest, she's very much like, well, um, are they going to know what I want? Because, <laughs> you know, so she's like really stressed yep. a little bit more like she loves her stuff yep. and, um, and she is generous, but it's like she has to prize. So then, so I was like, yes, bear, like it's Dollar Tree. You love everything in here. You'll be fine. <laughs> so then Penny my very much like she is a helper, mm-hmm. she is, but she's also a thinker and she's a processor. So she's like, okay, so if I do a Lily and Eleanor, so she's processing it, that means that'll be $2 and then I'll have three left for me. Right. And I was like, yeah, she's like, okay, well, I'm sure I can do that. She's just like, that kid's just amazing. Right? Yeah. Then there's my sweet Lily bear who is, just, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love her. I think she might've been the last bungle moment. 
she looks at me and, and she's, and she's Kelsey or Kelsey that um, is one of my best friends and watches the girls. She was there with us. And she says to Kelsey, you know, I don't really need anything. She's like, so I think I'm just going to spend all my money on my sisters. Oh. And we're both just like, oh, oh, are you kidding me? So, oh yeah. So she spent $3 on Eleanor, oh. bought her three gifts and two on Penny. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, so you, you kind of have that moment where you're like, it's working with one. Oh, I know. <laughs> I love that. Kidding, but that was really sweet. That's the moment I wrote it. You know, I do little journals for the girls and I wrote in there that she had done that because I just I thought that was really but you it, give, it really gives you a glimpse into their future like I just had this moment where I was like wow she is gonna be she's gonna be a generous person like I think that's just gonna naturally come naturally to her yeah so. yeah I love that yeah you can't you can teach like this is why it's good to be generous but that heart change that heart attitude is not like you can't force it so to see it blossoming mm-hmm. at a young age is mm-hmm. like that's beautiful I love that yeah well, I had one more quick thing to share before we kind of wrap up, and it's uh, a listener that had messaged me on Facebook with a mom win, and it's just those moments like you just said where you're like, okay, I'm doing something right. <laughs> like something is going mm-hmm. well. I can celebrate that because I think we are so hard on ourselves. We don't often pause mm-hmm. to notice the good that is happening in our families. So this listener was saying like she has been prioritizing like decluttering in her home and not having so much excess stuff and so she's like Mm -hmm. when she puts things in a place and knows where they are it's like she said it feels like this awesome mom win she's like um I feel like I'm loving living in a tidier home because it feels like I'm dealing with today's messes not like yesterday and the Mm -hmm. day before and the day before and she just talked about she was inspired by a recent episode about just starting with the basics and starting with a good foundation of you know, sleep and drinking enough, drinking mm-hmm. enough water, drinking and eating right and, and uncluttering your home and your, and your ending, it ends up uncluttering your life, which is kind of amazing. And another mom, when she shared was that she was having a really hard time getting her son to put full effort into his daily practice of reading. Like he's in kindergarten, he's supposed to read a little bit each day. And so she goes, mm-hmm. I decided to switch things up, wake him 20 minutes early, read with him just the more in the morning, just the two of us. I called it a pajama meeting and I told him it was top secret. I thought that was so sweet. I drank coffee, he drank cocoa, we snuggled and read together peacefully and both of our buckets were filled. So I just, Mm. isn't that sweet? She just was like, okay, we'll change strategies. Yeah, and and it worked. At the same time, it's it's so funny, instant mom go, I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be reading with him every day. (laughs) (laughs) So we all have our things we're called to do, right? I'm like, oh, my kids are going to love Jesus, but they're going to fail at school. (laughs) No, they won't. (laughs) Oh, man. No, that's so good. Yeah. No, I just love celebrating that. That That is really cute. Yeah. That is really cute. I love that. I might have to, maybe I'll have to steal that with Eleanor because Eleanor's starting to really get the reading. Yeah. I loved that idea. So thank you for sharing. So I thought you could just share your contact info, like mainly your Instagram page with listeners, especially new listeners that haven't heard you on here before and just how people can follow along with you and stay in touch. Yeah. So on Instagram, it's just at Raising May Babes. It's all one word. So Raising and then M-A-Y-B-A-B-E-S. But if you, pretty sure if you search my name, mm-hmm. um, it'll come up there too. So um, yeah, that's kind of the best. I have a website. But like we talked about, <laughs> my entire life is in transition. So <laughs> um, I don't know if that is um, even really relevant. Right okay. Now, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I have, I've loved this conversation as always, but I just, this feels like such an important conversation we're having and I know it's going to be 
hopefully life-changing for many listeners to just feel so Mm. encouraged to take those steps of obedience that they've been maybe like hesitant to fully go forward into you know like just the oh like I don't know just on the other side of that obedience there is rest and peace and just remembering that with obedience will come there's something that comes with it after that stick to it yeah God will see you through it Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, thank you again, Ossie, for being with us. And that will wrap up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. Be sure to tune in next week. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, tell a friend or family member so they can check it out too. And you can also screenshot as you listen and share it to your social media. Come visit SundayAfternoonMama.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll be back with you next week. In the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.